It's a positive film. It has heroes and villains, and uh, that it essentially uh, is a fun movie to watch. It's been a long time since people have been able to go to the movies and see a sort of straightforward, wholesome, fun adventure. Well, it's a fantasy. It's not science fiction so much as it is space fantasy, and it's about people. It's about. It's finally about people and not finally about science. The story, when you actually put it into words, is only so much nonsense to hang a great visual experience onto. It's the stuff that fairy tales are made of. Sort of boiling down religion into a very basic concept: uh, the fact that there is some deity or some power or some force. That sort of controls our destiny,、uh, works for good and also works for evil. Marvelous, healthy innocence, great taste, wonderful to look at, full of guts, nothing unpleasant. I mean, people go bang bang and people fall over and dead, but you know, no horrors. A sort of wonderful freshness about it, kind of like a wonderful fresh air. It's got whatever you want it to be. It's a, it's pure entertainment. It's like a roller coaster ride, and it can be interpreted as long as you enjoy it, which is the intention. In 1992, Criss Cross told us to jump, and we've been jumping ever since. Hello, this is the Modern Way here on Generation Skywalker. Now the modern way is going to be a monthly roundtable, all about the modern toys and collectibles of the Star Wars universe. And like our five-point rule here on Generation Skywalker, each month we will have five hosts and five topics. Yeah. So this month it's very、uh, Generation Skywalker heavy with the hosts. I'm joined by Craig. Good evening, Craig. Good evening. And、uh, Sai is here. Good evening, Sai. Good evening. And、uh, uh, Mark. Good evening, Mark. Good evening, chaps. And we are also joined by our guest host this month. That is Daniel Burgess. Are you right, Dan? Very good, thank you. Now we are all kind of when it comes to collecting, predominantly kind of vintage collectors. But I think we all dabble a little bit in modern. I don't want us to go off on our collections and stuff, but I'm just going to go around quickly. What what kind of like your modern habits are at the moment? So,、uh, Craig, I know you've been out buying a bit of modern today, as it goes. I have, yeah, and you know. In preparation、uh, for this, really, I mean, I've I've got like four main little side focuses that、uh, my modern uh, collecting uh, ticks boxes for. One of them is a sort of key character timeline that I have going, which sort of started out as a Skywalker family tree and and, and grew to、uh, to a wider cast of characters. But that sort of goes through the prequels, the original saga, and into the the sequels. So I have that on the go. I've also got items that relate to the prop panel that I、uh, have, the bit of the Millennium Falcon floor and the、uh, ceiling from the Death Star. So scenes around that, some characters in there, some bits of modern in that. I've also got, <laughs> rather bizarrely,、uh, I recreate publicity photographs and、uh, and famous、uh, Star Wars covers with six-inch Black Series characters. And I've also got this slight fascination with Shadows of the Empire at the minute. They're brilliant. That that photo you put up earlier of your timeline shells are amazing. How well do we never know this? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I love that. It's fun. I mean, it's, it dates back to when I had a hell of a lot of you know Power of the Force two stuff, and I sold it on, but I kept back 
those just that core cast because I thought that I'd do something with them one day and sort of about 10 years later I've finally done it love it love it Sai now I'm guessing your modern collecting is a bit like your vintage collecting where you buy it in January you sell a lot off in February you buy it again in March you sell it off in April I'm not talking to you you are king of the the focus the foci king is you mr i've got a focus on monday and by tuesday what focus i have a very very stable collection particularly the modern stuff i just it's just varied that's all very varied <laughs> i buy it as it comes along i'm i'm really really hunting for something specific but if i find something interesting i'll pick it up so i think i had the last modern thing i bought was probably just one of those rogue one stormtroopers was it yeah the rogue one the the really cool sculpt they did uh, it's a good can, sculpt yeah amazing sculpt that you can find in the entertainer still for two pounds each what a bargain uh, before that i had at the nec toy fair actually I picked them up the those cadbury's resin cast resin heads probably uh, tooling aids from from carl dennis of darth maul and r2d2 they are quite cool we'll have to um we'll have to slap an image up of that along with craig's shelf they are brilliant yeah i, I must admit carl carl bought them about two months ago didn't he they're his uh, favorite piece and he's moved them on yeah yeah well like this when he when he posts them <laughs> he up, makes us two look when, good when doesn't he on, g- give me a shout right because they are they're cool they're 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 huge and they weigh about three odd kilos each and they're just they're just so unusual there's something a bit different so that's what i like something a bit different loads of Power of the Force 2 carded figures, freeze frames being my favourite, but other than that, it's just what pops up. Anything modern, interesting pops up, I'll have it. Now, Mark, do you dabble in modern? Uh, I, d- I don't, mate. I haven't got a single thing. In fact, I don't even know why you've asked me to do this, because <laughs> I can't stand the modern stuff as a rule. None of it. I really, I really, really don't. But I've got to say, like a lot of us, when uh, Phantom Menace hit, I was one of those guys that queued up outside Toys R Us at 12 midnight and filled a trolley full of uh, Power of the Force 2 figures and vehicles. And I ended up with a loft full at my parents' house, full of that kind of, uh, th- th- those toys, you know. Couldn't wait to get rid of it in the end. And, Did you and never get any nostalgia for that time, though? Uh, none whatsoever. I'm trying to forget so, it, really. I've got loads of nostalgia of Power of the Force 2 from being like, I was at college at the time, I used to just go in and buy whatever I could. And um, at the moment, my office, if I turned around, is just stacked with powder force everywhere because I'm going through one of those uh, just, one of those periods. Uh... I, I used to do a, a magazine called Dark Times, and um, I remember when we found out that Kano were going to do the Power of the Force two range, and uh, I did an article that basically said there's no way Kano are going to re-release old vehicles so don't worry about the value of vintage stuff it'll always be the same ken is no way a kid back then is going to be interested in an x-wing that we had in the 70s and lo and behold what did they do they went and did exactly that so yeah what do i know no well that's a good question mark and finally <laughs> dan you're um i know you dabble a little bit and i know your son is in a bit in love with general grievous so i know you pick yeah. up certain bits I try not to buy everything, and I don't. I, I Generally, it's original Trinity characters that have been released on card backs in, on, on sequel trilogy um, cards. So like a Last Skywalker, Luke Skywalker, uh, sorry, Last Jedi, Luke Skywalker, or a Han Solo on a Force Awakens card. Then I, I try and pick up an example of something from each movie. I've been picking up the, some of the Mandalorian stuff, and I do like some of the Black Series exclusives each year, so I tend to pick them up as well. I try and stick to that. 
as best I can. You often, you often pick up the exclusives. Yeah. And then you're normally walking around farthest from with one under your arm trying to sell it. Sometimes. Quite often. <laughs> I've, seen, I've, seen, I've seen you knocking around like with a, a Kenobi Black Series. And uh, I think more recently, I can't think which one you had at the last one, but you definitely had something because you put it on our stall. I, I can't bring myself to open the rest of the thing. I'll buy one. I'll buy one. I'll buy one and I'll keep one in a box and I'll open it up. And then I just can't bring myself to open it. So yeah, so I think when well, I think you, when you guys were at my wedding and uh, and I gave my boy, he was my best man. I gave him a black series General Grievous and a black series um, uh, Obi Wan Kenobi and his clone trooper gear, and kind of you all stood back in horror as he ripped the boxes open and started playing with them. But it's good to see. Right then, so let's move on to topic one. Okay, some of these topics, you know, probably discussed on other sources, websites, um, maybe other podcasts previously over the last few, few months. But it's our first show and uh, put together a rough kind of show of certain things that have happened in the last few months with regards to modern. So for the first topic, we're going with the end of the five points of articulation line. Now, I didn't realise it was actually dead. We've had no Rise of Skywalker on its own release. We had no Mandalorian on its own release. It appears that Hasbro have cancelled all those lines and are purely, when it comes to three and three quarter inch, are purely going vintage collection, which is obviously multiple articulation and the retro line. Do you think we're ever going to see those five POA again? I've been I've been doing some digging on on the net and looking around. So there's a few I think there's a few things that have caused it. So Hasbro's license for Star Wars expires this year. I think that's a big could be a big play into quite a bit. And when you look at Hasbro as a company, they made a forty eight million pound or million dollar loss in 2018, and this year their share price has dropped fifteen percent. That was back in October. So they're they're really struggling with, with kids playing with toys less. And you've got and the, <laughs> Trump's trade war on China isn't helping either. So you know the cost of the plastics and all of that. So you know finding a figure for five or six quid, you know, brand new on the shelf, isn't happening anymore. You're looking at well, in the vintage collection, you're looking at you know twelve, thirteen pound plus in the UK. Yeah, I think Dan's hit the nail on the head. It's the decline of the toy industry as a whole, isn't it? Kids just aren't playing with toys like we used to when we were kids. The toy market in the UK alone, which is the fourth biggest in the world, fallen by 6% for a second year running. That's not a blip. That is a that is a marked downward trend. You can blame the election in December for a subdued Christmas if you want, but that that's year on year now. 6% in 2019 after a 6% fall in 2018. Toys just aren't what they were. And I was reading some comments by uh, some market analyst or market specialist that's saying that because now our toys come from so many different directions, not just the cinema anymore, but the television, apps and video games, they're sort of relatively newcomers to the toy market in, in terms of our generation, certainly, that the releases are so often that they're just not having the impact that they used to. So whereas you'd get the big blockbuster, two or three blockbusters per year that would prompt toy releases, now you're getting 20, 30 blockbusters as such per year. And it's massively diluted the market and the longevity of stock just doesn't hang about. It's just clutter, isn't it? And it's not just, it's not just you know, within each one of those franchises, you've got a number of different scales and different lines and you know it sort of cannibalizes itself as well i found it really interesting with like fortnite you'd think like fortnite was was bulletproof and last chris not the christmas just gone but the christmas before when the fortnite action figures kind of hit i thought oh you know this is interesting but they're all clear out Uh, having a a 10 year old son who does still play with um action figures to a degree although he is getting more and more techno savvy with um his phone and xbox and whatever what I've noticed is the quality of the toys, specifically the action figures, 
is so ropey that they'd literally fall apart in your hands. Pretty shoddy stuff, really. I think you're right, Mark, as well. I've got an eight-year-old. He's nearly nine. Loves Fortnite. And we got to that Christmas. I think the creators brought up the Fortnite. And uh, loads of my family bought him Fortnite figures. And I think he took them out once. And they're just sitting in a box now. And it's. Um, I thought, oh, he'll probably enjoy them because he'll be able to set up that game. But not there. It's just not translated. That that digital to physical is just not translated with that, that product. No, it's strange. But um, I'm like Mark. He, my, my lad was still. He doesn't go and get the figures out. But if I, my daughter, who's only two and a half, she loves a Star Wars figure. And if she gets them out, my son will then join in. It uh, doesn't really happen, which is a real shame because uh, I would have still been getting Master of the Universe and stuff out at that point. So, Craig, the vintage yeah. collection and the le- retro line then are really, they're aimed at collectors. There's there's no way around that. They're, if you get a vintage collection figure in your hand, it's not really made for playing with. So it would seem, you'd think, we were going to get more of those kind of figures. But I was listening to the Galaxy of Toys um, Christmas special where they, they dissect the year before. And I think they've got their numbers slightly, slightly wrong. They said that only 27 three and three quarter inch figures were released in 2019, which was quite a low number. I think it's slightly more than that when I was trying to do a count. That is the lowest since 1996. So you're going back to the dark times when Parallel Force 2 were just about to come out. That's a long time ago now, 24 years ago. And during the rest of these films from Disney, uh, all the numbers were between 60 to 90 why is that number so low as well? Because surely the collector's market is still vibrant. Yeah, I mean, speaking personally, the the retro line left me a bit cold. Really, it's um, you know, I've got I've got the originals anyway, and I guess it's a bit like when they you know reissue records on Record Store Day on Super Vinyl, and if I've got it already, it's like, well, I kind of got the original. So speaking as one collector, they've not really kind of floated my boat. Plus, I haven't seen them for sale anywhere physically. I've never walked past an aisle and had that impulse to kind of go, oh, I quite like that actually. Yeah, I can find a home for it. So I don't, you know, I don't know. Certainly you hear lots of people going nuts for them. You know, I quite like the Tarkin, but if anything, that made me want to go off and collect all the different language variants of that board game. So uh, <laughs> I don't know if I'm a good example to uh, to ask, really. When it comes to the vintage collection, then, have you been able to see what's already been announced for 2020? Is there much coming? There's three waves that have been announced. So there's four figures in a wave. The first wave is out in um, April, and there's the Mandalorian figure. I've pre-ordered that. A Cara Dune, uh, a Remnant Stormtrooper, which is like the, the dirty stormtroopers that are with, uh, with the client on, um, I don't know the name of the planet. What's the planet they're on? Do you know that? And the full figure is a clone trooper in that wave. Um, that, they're the ones that are the next wave that's out in April. And just on the clone trooper, I was talking to Stu about this earlier on, I've got a book, the Ultimate um, Action Figure Collection. So that this book came out October 2012. I was just going to see if anyone could guess how many clone figures are in this book so every single clone figure that was released from 2002 through to 2012 how many does everyone think they there are take a guess start with Stuart how many do you think there are there's got to be 50 I've got that book and pages and pages of clone troopers and we'll go with this is all all clone troopers not any particular phase or stuff so anything with clone trooper in its in its title uh so how many do you reckon uh, I'm going to go even higher, uh, 70. Craig, how many do you reckon? It's a lot in it. I'll go split the difference, say 60. <laughs> okay, so you're all close in terms of number of pages. So there's actually 48, this book's 350 pages long, and it's 48 pages of clone troopers. And in total, there were 308 clone troopers released. What? All- 308 and i'll tell and you what it. there's there's more now because i know for a fact there was a couple in the saga legends line which isn't in that book 
and anything else that's been covered since the vintage collection have got to have had some since then so so some of, some of these vintage collection figures aren't they they're actually re-releases of ones that have already been released and are well i don't know how hard these some of these are to get but if the clone troopers particularly hard i can't imagine it is if there's 308 different ones already out there on different card backs but, but yeah they've released the clone, clone trooper which i'm guessing is a re-release the wave after that there's a, a lando general which i think is a re-release c3po and uh, han and luke besbin so that's the that that's the, the the next wave that comes out I think in June and the last wave that's been announced for September October time is an Anakin Skywalker Clone Wars an Obi Wan Clone Wars which I think is a re-release and a Wicket and a Darth Maul so it's all over the place in terms of you know timeline and the characters releasing how, like how a, many the, figures was that though twelve thirteen so, uh, yeah three lots yeah so there's twelve in total released between now and September. That's not a lot, considering that is... I know their six-inch line is obviously something that they really focus on, but yeah. because they were saying that of that 30 that was released just last year, it's single figures for actual new sculpts. They're all repaints or uh, maybe rejigged with different accessories or maybe a, a head swap and stuff. There's not a lot of new stuff, is there? No. I mean, if you look, if you look through, I think it was on Jedi Business or one of the one of the one of the websites. They've got all the vintage collections that actually carried on when the vintage collection ended in, I think it was 2013, and the Black Series started. Um, when they restarted the the vintage collection, they started they carried on the numbering, and then yeah, some of these are re-releases of the old numbers from the from the from the first round of vintage collection. I think they're so far. They not include any of these ones I've mentioned. There's around eight that are re-releases. Are they the same sculpts, Dan, or are they new sculpts on the um, for the same characters? I think I know that the Gamorrean Guard was was one that was highly thought of, um, and I think that's exactly the same as it was previously. I know I know with some of the Black series are re-releasing them with new head sculpt technology, but I'm not sure for the vintage collection. Forgetting the retro line more, but the vintage collection. It seems to me that they they chuck out. We keep getting new rays and new clone troopers like dan's just said or new new kylo wrens we're not seeing those background characters which used to be which was exciting even during like the um the attack of the clones or revenge of the sith or those kind of lines around that period we were seeing background characters from like the cantina still popping out are we never going to see those figures is is that now done i think a lot of this is 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 marketing and sales and i think they they must look at sales figures and think let's just do the main characters because that's what everybody wants i've got a feeling that a lot of these background characters like r5 i know that was a target exclusive wasn't it uh on the um on the vintage collection but that seems to be a, a quite a popular figure did, did, did they ever do a power droid not that i'm aware of um see a lot of those sorts of figures why why didn't they redo the first wave or why didn't they recreate the vintage collection with the figures that had gone previously with canner uh why didn't they just ma- match those with um you know, back new backing cards and new sculpts for the figures that would have gone down incredibly well. I would imagine instead of like Dan says, you know, just troopers all the time because it's cheap and easy to do. Um, doesn't take a great deal of imagination to or, or money cost to keep putting those things out, and, and collectors will hoover it up. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. Topic two kind of ties into the first one. You know, with with the five points of articulation being cancelled. Obviously, you would you would think of those ranges. You'd buy them for your children to open and play with. Now, they have been replaced with what they've called the five inch range. Now, I know these things have got a proper name and I haven't got them on my screen at the moment. Anyone know? Adventures, is it? Galaxy Adventures is is spot on. Yes, you're right. Craig, you're talking. What is your thoughts on these when you look at them? If if I've got this right. So they Lucasfilm created these little animated shorts that were kind of 
slightly anime style. And, I, I, you know, with the aim of introducing sort of uh, original trilogy characters and scenarios to a younger generation. That's my, my understanding. And that, that funny little line we got of action figures in those little plastic tubes were kind of branded Galaxy of Adventures and had that anime style artwork but the figures inside were realistic. Yeah. And I think what they've done with this this five-inch range is they've taken that anime style and they've actually made the figures now to match that style. That's my understanding of this little situation. I, I think, personally, the only sort of demographic that I guess they were still buying action figures and still play with action figures are younger children nowadays, not rather than when we were uh, originally buying figures well into our, well, in my case, into my teens. But like Craig says, these are aimed very specifically at a younger audience. And I think that younger audience is where the market for action figures really sort of um, is a bit of a mainstay. So I I really like them. I think they look great. Um, And I can see why they've done it. Totally understand why they've done it. I just think, you know, we've had a a three and three quarter inch line for every movie since 1978. And I think it's, it's a bit of a poor show, really. They've even done a wave of figures. So... Even my boy, he's got drawers full of action figures. He's probably got over a hundred from all from all eras, from the prequels, the original trilogy. You know, he's got vintage and he's got modern, and he's got tons of sequel trilogy stuff as well. And and it's just a shame that for Christmas Santa couldn't bring him some some Rise of Skywalker figures because there weren't any. Um, and you know, if he wants a if he wants a, you know an Emperor Palpatine, if they bring out a zombie Palpatine, I'm probably going to have to go and spend fifteen twenty quid on either a black series or a vintage collection one for him, which really isn't designed for him you know that scale it doesn't fit with any of his toys he can't put them in his vehicles it just seems a really strange strange move to do at that point i went and bought um bought one so i went into a supermarket there is one toy range around my way which i can get hold of nearly any of them and i went with the vader had a very um kind of a, a macquarie kind of mask and i thought i would try it with my two children like i said got one that's eight one that's two my boy nothing no interest little girl loved it she loves anything and uh he's he's mixed in now he's hanging out with a a playmobil horse and a um <laughs> some sort of a woody weeble but i was actually quite impressed with the amount of joints on them it's got articulation all over the place the figure you could put in any kind of mold uh it's waist it's got ball jointed hips uh, it's knees the ankles move the arms move at the elbows, the forearm, the neck, the shoulders, everything. So you can actually get some quite good, um, you know, poses and moves if you have more than one. And I will say that the three pack with the droids is lovely. Um, how, how much they cost? So they retail it normally they're ten quid at the moment. Yeah. They're seven quid in one of the supermarkets where I got it from. The three pack with the three droids, which is BB-8, R2, and Do. I think that's fifteen quid. But when you look when you look at how big how much bigger they are than a standard three and three quarter inch, that's the same price as a three and three quarter inch. It, that's the problem, you know. They 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 they're using more plastic to make these, putting all the extra articulation in, but they they can't do a, a cheap three and three quarter inch figure anymore. They're all they're all ten pound when they hit the shelves. It's just it's just crazy. People would buy them. I think they look at it. You know, it's this tiny little thing. Do I want to spend ten pounds on this, or do I want to go and buy something a bit bigger? feel like you get a bit more value for money. I think that their marketing's been been a bit crap lately. They remind me a bit of, um, I don't know whether any of you, my lad had them when he was younger, but they did like a, a play school, did a big figure, like a big chunky figure, which was probably about eight inches. And that actually 
we had we he had an X-wing with that. It was a huge great thing. They remind me of that kind of build. They're they're made to be proper battered. They're, they're going to they would take some uh, yeah take some force play on them. And as far as I'm aware, they are meant to be having some vehicles. Figures come in with packed in vehicles. I don't know when or what's been revealed or whether you know. I'm sure the toy shows this year will will give us an insight to that. But if the line's successful, I think they are going down. They they are going to be some big vehicles. But you've only got to look at the six inch line, haven't you? That the Tie Fighter that came out for the Black Series it was, that, that was, was a insane. beast, wasn't it? That that was that was mad. Now I want to talk about the packaging, and um, this is where we're lucky to have Craig and Mark on with your background because. What do you think about the packaging? I suppose the, the demographic it's aimed at kind of suits the, the target market. They remind me a little bit of the, uh, the 2003 Clone Wars, the um, Tata, what's he called? I can never say his name, but the, anima- the, the original Tata. animated one. Tata Tartakovsky. Tata yes, yeah. They've got that kind of feel to them, which I always quite liked. I think what's happened since then is that every other brand has kind of latched onto that slightly anime, kind of bright, bold, graphic kind of style. And, it, uh, and it's in danger of getting a bit lost. So, if you, you know, a good example would be to look at like the, the comics aisle in the supermarket and how it all looks the same. I think that's the, this packaging is kind of getting a little bit mushed into that, you know, compared to something like the classic racetrack and all the things we know and love. I, I think it's it is appealing to children, but I think as a, in terms of standout, I'd, I'd question how much it would have really. I don't know what you think, Mark. Uh, well, I, I think I, I would agree with you, mate, uh, wholeheartedly. Um, I think the problem nowadays is somebody like Disney, they have what they call Bible style guides, which every manufacturer has to adhere to down to the nearest millimetre. You know, you, you make a mistake on creating a design that isn't in with uh, in sort of pace with what they are producing or what they want you to produce they won't let you go ahead with it and i think any imagination any creative flair any kind of anything outside of the box is uh it's just you can just see the marketing men pulling the rate pulling the rug from underneath the feet and it's designed by a committee that's exactly what it is it's designed by a committee and i think it just it's just so lackluster so much could be done with that using imagery from the films um you know the illustration's nice don't get me wrong i really love the illustration everything kind of blends together on the on on the on the racks whereas you know toys back in the day you know you knew exactly what you were looking at what range you were after because it had a distinct look you know it's just uh, yeah it lacks for me it really does do you not think it was like that in the prequel trilogy though did it even I remember seeing that Vader image from Revenge of the Sith, and it always seemed to be the same images across everything. Oh, oh absolutely! The, the prequel, st- the Power of the Force two line was just a, an abomination. That that sort of glittery, chromy Star Wars logo, which had been <laughs> messed to bits with, it looked awful. And then you got all the cards were either red or they were green or they were uh, yellow or whatever, and they just looked crap. Um, and I think that's where the, the whole thing just fell apart. Whereas before we had the marketing men in charge, really, before that all, all sort of took a hold, each manufacturer had a design department or they used a design agency and say, right, OK, we need a, a box for this. What do you think? And they would then submit that to Lucasfilm, who had no idea what they were doing, really. 
and um, they would either say yes or no. And this is why you got so many different variations from each manufacturer at the time, the, the Helixes, um, uh, Kenner, Palatoy, you know, all started to look very different. And I don't know, maybe I'm looking at things through rose-tinted spectacles, probably. <laughs> Not the first time I've been accused of that, but I just think stuff these days is, is just so clinical. Uh, it just lacks something for me. Even from a sort of, you know, a, a design point of view. So, you know, I'm not familiar with these figures. What what Stuart's just said about them being roughy-tufty and super-jointed and, you know, something that will take some hammer just doesn't come across on that packaging with a with a copied and paste picture of Chewbacca. Delightful as it is, you know, you, you really want to make that point. You know, if you're a parent buying for your kids, you want to sort of see some of those poses and some of that kind of play value. It's just it's just not there. It doesn't come across. And what what is Chewbacca doing on that on that box? You know, I, I'm looking at the Chewbacca at the moment, and uh, what is Chewie doing? He's I, I don't even understand what he's doing in the on on the illustration on the box. It doesn't make any sense. You know that it. It just lacks sort of dynamics. I think he's jumping out of a cupboard, scaring Han Solo. Yeah, I think he is. <laughs> I certainly don't think they're for the collector's market. I'd be very surprised if if collectors are are picking it up and putting a run of them together. I bet they I bet they look really good out of the box, posed all together. I can I can see them looking pretty cool out of the box. I think you're tempted, aren't you, Mark? I, I'm more than tempted. I'm I'm online as we speak, <laughs> ordering a couple from Amazon. In Star Wars Galaxy of Adventures, Kylo Ren and Rey battle it out, while BB-8, DO, R2-D2, and C-3PO hold it together. Mostly. And you can always count on Chewie's Wookiee Slam. Star Wars Galaxy of Adventures, each sold separately. Let's go on to topic three, which I listen to podcasts, and they're often based in the States or Canada and things. And like they do all these like, oh, I went on a toy run at the weekend, and I went to this place, this place, this place, and picked up this, this, and this. And then I think to myself, I go out, you know, I might pop in a shop sometimes, and there's, there's never anything. I even pop in my local Smiths, and the only thing I ever find in there is builder blades. There is nothing in there. I kind of listed UK places to buy. We'll let you all go through these. Now, Dan, I'll let, I'll let you take the supermarkets because I do see the odd thing in Asda or Tesco's um, or Sainsbury's. Not a lot, but there is a few bits. Now, Now Tesco's down my way are stocked with the five-inch line, but nothing else. Now, you work for Tesco's. What kind of stock do they order? There's someone somewhere making that decision. I don't, I don't know who it is or how they make those decisions, but certainly, you know, all of the supermarkets I visit, and not only the supermarkets, I think Smith's as well, which is now, I think that's the big toy shop, isn't it, now? Toys R Us has gone. The one round by me is a big one in Watford, and it is minimal in there in terms of Star Wars. I, you know, I was going in there a couple of times on the way home from work a, a few to see what they had when, when uh, just after Full Friday, and they had nothing. I think they've got some carbonized jet troopers exclusive to them, and they're all still sat there. It's 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 very slim pickings. If you're if you're serious about collecting modern, you know, if you're a black series collector or even vintage series, you've got to go online. You you can't rely on the shops, toy shops or supermarkets, anything like that. So that the shops you listed, the in demand toys, the Star Act figures, I use comics and cocktails. Sign up to them, follow them on Facebook. They'll tell you as soon as they put the stuff up for pre-order. And as long as you're there on the spot, and that's where I get most of my stuff from online. I just I, you just can't rely on the shops anymore. 
I must admit, actually, I, the Smiths near me, we, we talk about action figures being dead, but my Smiths, when it comes to wrestling figures, the old WWE, nearly a whole side, a whole aisle is full yeah. of wrestling figures. So there must still be a market, that type of toy, an action yeah. figure, because you're, you're right. there, is, there is an awful lot of them in there. Craig, you've been to the entertainer today, I, I guess, by those photos. It looked pretty well stocked where you were. There was lots there, but it was all reduced. The Rogue One figures, two quid. Episode 8 figures, £3.30. I think the vintage collections were half price. I think they were like seven something. And and but loads of it. And it, it's been there for a long time. But my nearest entertainer is about a 40 minute drive to me. Whenever I go in there, it's the same. The When it comes to Black Series, it tends to be that Minban trooper thing and there's a array. For me, I think a lot of this goes in hand in hand with the general state of the high street as a whole anyway. Even bigger companies, I mean, you've only got to look at Toys R Us going belly up. You know, the high street is, is a ghost town. Nobody goes to the high street and shops anymore in the same way. And th- these kind of things are, it's online fodder. Why go into town to buy a toy when you can just order it online? Um, and I think that's why, unless you find the stuff in places like Home Bargains and Poundland, uh, which seem to get everybody's blood pumping on Facebook when they see uh, a vintage collection for, I don't know, three or four quid in Poundland. Other than that, where else is there? There's, there's nowhere left to go. I know what you mean, mate, but I think for kids it is still an experience. I, I mean, this Saturday, my I got home tonight and my daughter said, guess where we're going on Saturday, Daddy? I said, where are we going? We're going into town. Why are we going into town on Saturday, Poppy? I'm going to buy a horse. And she's eight and she's really excited about going into the local, um, what's the toy chain? Is it Toy Master? I think it's still Toy Master or something like that. Is it? Oh, it's kids stuff, which is part, I think, of the Toy Master chain. And she wants to buy a, a Schleich, you know, those those really nice farm animals and all the rest of it. She wants to buy one of those. But for her, it is about the experience of standing in front of that six foot racking that she can't even see the top shelf of and just going through all the animals and looking at them and touching them. It is still very much a, a, a physical thing for her. Um, so I think for kids, they, they yeah, you can buy stuff online and frankly as dan said the only way you're going to get the modern line is by buying it online you, you can't rely on the shops but for for kids i think there's still that that magic there of going into toy shops do you think some of the um the magic's gone because we're probably better off than what our parents were you know i used to get toys on my birthdays and christmases but i buy my children stuff willy-nilly without thinking whether they really appreciate the true value of a toy as well i do um my, my son would take things for granted which is probably my my doing I, I, I would agree with you, mate, totally. It seems like every weekend when my kids go shopping with uh, my wife, they come back with stuff that normally you, you would get in bought for you on your birthday or whatever. It's, it's, it's mad, really. Yeah, I think it must be just a generational thing. I think kids today don't quite respect having things bought for them in the same way that we did. And every outlet, you know, every sort of burger chain, you can walk away with a toy. Every, every, you know, comic you buy has got a cover mount. Whereas, you know, I remember when you got something on the front of the Beano, it was big news. But it's, it's just a constant stream of stuff, whether it's a sticker slapped kind of generic thing on a magazine or, you know, some of the McDonald's stuff. It's cheaper plastic, but it's, some of it's quite good, you know. Uh, and it just amounts to so much clutter. 
in a, in a child's life. I've, I've sort of got three, so <laughs> I can I can speak with some uh, validity on that. You know, they're just bombarded. It's very true, and it's exactly what you say, Mark. The other day, I said to my wife, I said, "This is great. I said it's not a birthday. She's just had Christmas. In actual fact, she's not had a birthday. Why is she getting this? And it is every time you walk into a supermarket, the kid walks out with something. It's our fault, isn't it? It may be, maybe it's because. When we were kids, as you say, it was a birthday, it was a Christmas, it was granny and grandpa coming to visit or whatever. And it was such a big event. I don't know if that was to do with wealth, though. I mean, these baby boomers are all loaded, aren't they? Or whether it was just the the mindset, this consumer society, which, as Craig rightly says, every time you walk into McDonald's, you, you're walking out with something in your hand. Not that I eat Happy Meals, honestly, unless it's TY or something like that, then I have to have one. But it's everything. You're bombarded with stuff everywhere. Things are so fast moving these days. You know, one minute they're into one thing, the next minute they're into uh, a, another. And uh, before you know it, you've spent 60 quid on, on little tiny, what, what was it my son was into not long ago? Trash packs. These little tiny rubber things and he went mental for him and that's all we had for about six months and then as soon as he was into them it felt like he'd forgotten about them and they were in a box and that was it forgotten about so some of those blind bags are incredible aren't they you know you go into the supermarket and you're like you can't see what you're buying they were all right when they're a couple of quid but um my niece she collects these i, I can't think what the toy range is called Sai will probably be able to help me more here because we're having a girl they were like an egg but you didn't know what you're getting and they were like 30 quid yeah lol surprise yeah, like lols yeah how can you to spend 30 pound on something you don't know what you're getting or you could buy a second one and get exactly the same as what you've already got it's just mind-blowing to me that you you would even contemplate picking it up and buying it some nut about this buying them like you say it doesn't look like it's going to get any better hit in this country with the high street shops um it does seem to be the internet forbidden planet obviously always has quite a good stock but yeah they're uh, very rare where are they london newcastle one in hanley in stoke-on-trent which yeah. is absolutely full to the gunnels with funko pops though <laughs> oh, so kids just got into those as well there's one in southampton the forbidden planet there's quite a few they bought a, a lot of the small independent comic shops and just sort of expanded that way well there's none near me the same as everything else and the disney store Coup frequents the Disney store regularly because, again, I've got to travel near enough to London to get to a Disney store. There's one in Watford I pop in there whenever I'm whenever I'm in Watford. Um, and do they stock a lot? Being no, not really. I mean, a couple, when, when Force Awakens, even Last Jedi, they had all the elite figures and various other bits and pieces. These little, um, they're more models, little models on the stands. You get them in sets, things like that. But it all seems to have dried up. They've, they've yeah. got about a dozen black series kylo rens they've been in there for years on and off the vader and a yoda that you press their chest and they talk and say things and a stormtrooper and there's some hoodies and some t-shirts and things like that but they've, they've really not done a lot for rise of skywalker no and nor solo really. I, I got into the disney elite figures for force awakens i thought this is going to be my thing i liked them they were had a tin soldier kind of vibe to them and i collected all the force awakens ones and then i got the uh the Last Jedi ones and the Rogue ones, and then nothing for Solo. And then you, you had these random, like, one day <laughs> where an Anakin was available and you could never find it, and it was 60 quid on eBay and, and some bizarre kind of little promotions they did. It means no one's got a full set of Disney League figures, and they had, you know, multi-packs available at the Disney conferences and things. It's just... The exclusives annoy me, don't they? You know, you fly them over here and whatnot, or you, you get hold of them, and then some exclusives <laughs> end up being uh, in the older... In entertain on your life well it is strange and a good skywalker meet obi-wan kenobi the final two topics are very similar to each other we're starting off 
with looking at the Mandalorian. Now, the Mandalorian has been a huge success. I'm, I'm assuming we've all watched it. I absolutely loved it. Um, watched them all several times. Really, really enjoyable. So the first part of this, we're going to look at five things that have been already released. A bit of a review on them. Uh, it's mainly six-inch black series we're looking at to start with. So, Mark, I'm coming to you first. Of course, the Mandalorian, the first edition figure that came out for the black series. What do you think? Love it. Love the series. Like the figure. I think I mentioned to somebody today that I can see me actually buying some of this Mandalorian stuff, not because of an investment or because I think it's going to be you know, sought after, purely because I think it looks great. I really like it. Good figure, nicely moulded, as you would expect from uh, Black Series. Not a great deal of accessories to go with it, but, you know, it's, it's a good figure. Really, really cool. Packaging's a bit crap. A figure that came out on, like, three separate packaging, like a gold or white. Yes, I've got two of them. I've got the, the, the carbonised, it's kind of like in a bronze box, and there's a white edition box that was, like, the first edition release, and then there's the standard black box. So the white edition, I was just looking on eBay before we started, the last white Mando that sold on eBay went for £107. I take it they're not being released again. It's not I, something that's going to be... I think the black box ones are coming out again. Harrison wanted one for Christmas um, after he watched it, and he's like, oh, can I get a Mando figure? And I'm like, because I've, I've got the two in my office, and he wanted to open one of them. I was like, no, not those ones, but we'll get you another one so i've got one on pre-order for him but even the black boxes are going for about 40 50 quid they were going for 70 at christmas and the carbonized ones are going for around 60 70 so i think they'll re-release the black box ones but yeah the the special ones they released for force friday i think that's that with them have you taken them out the box don't be silly loser mark are you going to take them out the box because i think they'd look amazing all the um six inch line mandalorian absolutely i bloody hate the boxes i think the (laughs) boxes make a lovely scene i bought some cases of christian for mine i've got mine in acrylic it's getting out of hand lads i have never met a mandalorian sticking on the six inch line then Sai cara june great character i would just like to say i'm in love with cara june she's just great i mean yeah i wonder where you're going to go with that because some of your comments offline have been absolutely unacceptable i i sorry i just feel i need to declare my love for her she's um she's magnificent anyway cara june what a racking action figure i really love this i don't know what line they started it with but the laser scan face technology thing where you just get a miniature version of the person and they face is absolutely spot on the details brilliant the figure is well proportioned shall we say it matches her stocky build in the series accessory wise yeah sort of like the heavy blaster that she's got a little pistol and a knife that you can stick in a boot i was quite surprised forget five points of articulation guess how many points of articulation these figures have got is nuts absolutely insane guess stu um 42 not bad 38 38 separate points of articulation absolutely nuts you can pose them anywhere you like yeah good good paint jobs and paint apps as well nice little bit of weathering and wear and and what have you on them even got a tiny little tattoo on a left cheek the rebel alliance or whatever it was jump trooper tattoo so they've done well with it i think i think it's a really really nice range of figures overall and i will be picking up a car of june do you like the packaging mark's been very down on packaging tonight he has hasn't he <laughs> he has he's because he's, he's, he's such a return of the jedi fan he loves the uh the proportions get, on that packaging don't get me started on that mate. don't get me started on that <laughs> um 
I think the boxes are all right. I don't think they're anything special. I do like the the sort of like almost etching artwork, haven't they? It's almost like it's like you used to do at school, loads of colours behind it and then cover it over in black crayon and then scratch out the black. It's quite nice like that. And the artwork on the back, they stand up nicely. Yeah, do you remember that like phase I went for about 18 months ago where I decided to collect Black Series 6 inch? And, um, yeah, you did really... that for, was that three weeks or four? And how many yeah, did you buy? I bought about 60, 70 of the things and they just <laughs> dominated my office. So I had to get rid of them. <laughs> Which I think you bought some actually. I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah it's great, great line, great line. Of things. Your name will be legendary. Six inch still on that line, Dan IG Eleven. What a great character! Great character. I mean, he's a really good figure. The paint absolutely look great on it. I've joined a few of the Black Series groups, and they've got, got quite a few people have got a down on the figure because it's they reuse the IG eighty eight sculpt and give it a new paint app. You know, I think the IG droids are all the same. So whether it's eleven eighty eight ninety nine, I think they're all going to be the same. But yeah, it's, it's a really good figure. Hard, it's hard, quite hard to get. They sold out quite quick. I think a lot of these, the initial release of some of these, sold out really quick. Once the series came out, I think most of them are going to get a, a kind of a, a second bite of the uh, of the cherry um, in March. They're all going to get a re-release. But yeah, it's a great figure. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. Craig, then, so the six inch did do a deluxe figure, the heavy infantry Mandalorian. Beautiful. Yes, he's he is heavy. It's made of a lot of plastic, so he falls into that category like Grievous or Emperor with the throne, where it's it's a deluxe one because it's just it's just big <laughs> it's just big and bulky and he's great you know he's got his uh his Baze Malbus style repeater gun and I think that scene where they all those mandos come out and they start kicking ass was just phenomenal I think we've all waited several decades to see that and I think he's it, it, you know in universe he's supposed to be Paz Vizsla isn't he he's supposed to be voiced by John Favreau and and quite a significant bit part player really but he's not he's not billed as that on this figure he's just a sort of generic heavy infantry guy i'm uh, sure what the thinking was with that but i mean it's worthy of the black series title i mean it looks great paint apps great his gun does stuff you can flip it to the back and is he easy to get hold of i don't know I'm not aware of that. And what about what about pricing of a deluxe figure? Does anyone know what the um the difference between a, a standard and a deluxe one is? Yeah, I think if you get them at retail, I think well, the black series is about twenty quid. Um, the deluxe ones are around twenty seven, twenty eight quid if you get them rock at, at the retail. But quite often the deluxe ones are a little bit inflated. So someone, I, don't, I think it was um, in demand toys, have put a not they, they've managed to get hold of another ninety eight, and they've had to put them up for forty one quid each because that's what they bought them off the wholesaler at. They do do, do vary. It is a shame. The final one I want to look at that's already been released is actually not a Black Series figure. It's a bit of Lego, and that's the old ATST Raider vehicle, which was another great episode of uh, one of the early episodes, wasn't it? But Sai, I know you love your Lego. Where does this sit when it comes to Lego sets? I think this is something like the, I don't know, I'm going to say the 10th or 11th iteration of the ATST that Lego have produced. Admittedly, yeah, it, it is a it is a legitimate release because it's for a new tv show and it's in new markings and all the rest of it but it it just gets a little bit tired i can't get excited about this lego set at all not at all what about the little figures what what little figures are we getting with this because everyone loves a lego figure there's a mando figure there's a Cara Doom figure um, and there's two Clatoonian commandos I think that it comes with. That's going to be worth a 50 quid. My eight-year-old loved it. I watched him build it Christmas Day. He uh, put it together in no time. He thought it's great. On display in his bedroom now. Yeah. All Lego's great to build. I just, I resent paying the price that Lego charge nowadays. It's, uh, it is crazy. They've lost the plot. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll tell you all now who loses the plot. I had to go and um, do a pickup in Kent for, uh, for Cy once. <laughs> and um, it was about, I don't know how many there were, 60, 70? I'd say about 60, mate, yeah, something like that. Empty, yeah. 
empty Lego boxes, and they were massive. We're talking about massive sets. Death Star. Yeah, they took up my garage quite quite badly, and they filled the back of my van up. <laughs> there was quite a lot there, Steve. I've done quite well on those, actually. Thanks Have you much. still got some? I've still got about 40 or 50, yeah. <laughs> That's got me three, four years ago. I picked them up. <laughs> oh, dear. Never mind. Skywalker. Okay, so let's move on to Mandalorian in 2020. Now, there's all sorts coming out. I'm sure the Mandalorian, with the success of it, they'll be stupid not to be churning stuff out. I think you're going to see all sorts of baby odor stuff. So this time I've, I've chosen five things that I quite like the looks of or I thought that might sell well. And the first one is goes to Hot Toys. Now, I love a Hot Toys. To collect them, you, you've got to have pretty deep pockets. But I know Craig likes a Hot Toys. The Mandalorian figure, Craig, that's coming out. What do you think of that? I think it's awesome. It's it's great. And I think, you know, even even at that scale, some of the human figures, the faces, it can be a little off. But when you've got a helmeted character like Mandalorian, you're kind of, you know, it's a winner. It looks it looks stunning. Comes with all the bits, you know, the different hands, guns, the little tracker. And interestingly, and this is something that's kind of I, I amused me as I was watching the show just how quickly it moves. It's not a, it's not a movie where you've got one character in one costume that's going to you know define that that character. You know within within the space of a couple of episodes you've got a new shoulder. <laughs> and I thought all the people that have bought the figure go they're going to need the other shoulder variant now. And then obviously by the end of the season, is it, can we talk spoilers? He has a yeah. slight change in outfits. <laughs> so and then of course you've got the helmet off version. You know, at what point do you do you kind of go all in for the for the Hot Toys toy? Because <laughs> because this is obviously you know from the first few episodes. But yeah, I mean it's a stunning piece of work. They're going to have to do a deluxe with the Baby Yoda with him, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I, they're going to have to show his face. I think because I, I think people are going to want that. Yeah, I was reading that this might not actually be available until early 2021, late in the year, or which I was quite surprised at. But mm-hmm. but the um, prototype and the pictures they've used. I, th- I think it looks amazing. I think just the detail on the clothing and stuff, just stunning. I mean, getting scaled fabric is hard. I mean, you look at the kind of that sort of scarfy thing he wears around his neck. I mean, not certainly on the photos and the cloak, it's it works, you know. It's my dressing gown. I swear <laughs> they've stolen You've my dressing gown. Fine knit, soft dressing gown. <laughs> yeah, the top of his um, top of his crazy. helmet's a bit like the top of your head. <laughs> I'm ignoring you. You will go away, Mark. Now. Baby Yoda has certainly been the uh, the most popular thing this year, I'd say, when it, um, 2019 from Star Wars. It was, um, I've never seen so much love for a Star Wars character since Jar Jar Binks. Then Hasbro are going to release a talking plush Baby Yoda. You've got to be picking uh, one of these up. Uh, absolutely. I'll probably have to pick up several. One for my son, one for my daughter, one for the missus, one for me. I've got to say, before I just talk about this product, I think Disney played in absolute blinder with this character because if you think about it in this day and age of spoilers and the internet and nothing lasting five seconds in terms of secrecy that character completely blindsided everybody as soon as people saw it it was a revelation and to have kept that secret took some dimming the compromise for that obviously is they couldn't have anybody anywhere remotely near it that wasn't involved in the production. So keeping it secret was going to be a real headache if they if they wanted product ready for when the show hit. So uh, that's why everybody's sort of scrabbling around now to get Baby Yoda products out. 
But, you know, I think it's a, a price worth paying because, uh, uh, again, I think the character was so cool. I think it was worth doing. So back to the product. Um, if it's about seven and a half inches tall, uh, makes some random generic sort of uh, gurgly noises, comes with a little frog uh, and a little bowl. Um, it looks cute. They'll sell an absolute shed load of these things. They will not be able to keep up with demand, I'm quite sure. It looks it looks great. It's a really good product. I think the uh, the sounds have actually been released, so I will I will insert them here so we can all enjoy them. I think this has got a set date of May and definitely, definitely be uh, adding one to my uh, children's bedroom and maybe my own. The other interesting thing on those is there's a, another, I think um, there's two large scale ones. There's a, a Disney store kind of stuffed toy one that doesn't interact at all. But Mattel are also releasing their version as well. So Mattel are getting in on the act now as well. And I wonder how Hasbro feel about that. And Cy, we're, we're staying on the baby baby Yoda or uh, I think it's been more commonly known as the child, hasn't it? Um. The Black Series are also releasing one of these figures. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see this because I love it. The Black Series 6-inch series releases a 1.2-inch figure. It's <laughs> tiny. It's going to be lost in that black It'll be box. like the Porgs, won't it? Yeah. The Porgs were in a very small box. Are you reckon they'll scale the box down for it? Yeah, they'll be like the yeah. I should think it'll be like the because I think the retail price for this I think you can pre-order it for like ten, eleven quid, can't you? It's going to be so cool. It's going to be absolutely. But it's a shame it doesn't come with his his little floating pod, which I can totally see them doing a drone of Baby Yoda in his little floating <laughs> bassinet. That's exactly the sort of thing you will buy. That is well. entirely the sort of thing I'll buy. Yeah, it's great. It's it, it's going to be a nice enough little figure. I, I can't imagine they're going to make many points of articulation with it. I do want his ears to go up and down, though. If they don't, I'm going to be upset. Comes with a frog, again, a desert frog or a dune frog or whatever it's called. A earthenware bowl and, rather entertainingly, a tiny little silver ball, which, uh, without giving spoilers away, is a control knob of something. It's, Isn't it, that the it's, cutest thing? It, it is so damn cute. They, they they really have done well here, and they risk bringing in an entire generation of little ones. You're telling me there's not going to be a Baby Yoda spin-off cartoon? There's got to be. Somewhere in there, there's got to be marketing goals for Disney to, to bring in the, the sort of kids' generation. Do you think they'll be able to kill it off? Don't you dare say it, you disgusting well, creature. You are not killing off the child. Oh, yeah. It says seven seven points of articulation here. Head, shoulders, hands and feet. No ears. Oh. Some of the ears don't articulate. No, they might be um, bendy. They better be. I'm bending those ears. Now, Dan, something that I... Well, I say I don't have any. I have a few uh, He-Man ones, but Funko Pops. Yeah. Um, Mandalorian, 14, 14 coming out in 2020. Do you want to go through it? Do you want to go through each one? Should we do a quick rundown? Yeah, yeah, one? yeah. Let's uh, let's let's see what they've got because <laughs> because the Funko Pop collectors, there is a lot of them. I know people that have got bookshelves full of them, so it is a popular area of collecting. So, regards to Mando, they've already released four. So there was a Mando, uh, Cara Dune, Quill, and an IG88. They came out on Force Friday. There's a Baby Yoda one that's already. I think that's been up from pre-order since since November. 
but there's another load coming out. So they've got a grief cargo, who's the uh, guy who played Apollo Creed. There is a heavy heavy in- inventory one. There is a off-world Jawa, an incinerator trooper. So that stormtrooper that came in at the end of the last, I think it was the second to last or the last episode with the flamethrower. That that stormtrooper Q90, which was the droid um, in the uh, the Prison Break episode. It was it was about to take out Baby Yoda, and uh, man, they got to him first. There's a, a covert Mandalorian. I'm not quite sure what character that is. He's got a green helmet. I'm not quite sure that character. There's another Mandalorian where he's kind of um, standing in a pose with his gun held in the air. There's the armorer. Um, there's a Werner Herzog figure, the client. There is a Mandalorian on a Blurg. That one costs a little bit more. That one's $33, so it's kind of a deluxe, a deluxe Funko. There's a Death Watch Mandalorian. So that's the in the armor style when um, um, on the in the flashbacks where uh, the Mandalorian's a child and he gets rescued by the Mandalorian in the in the Death Watch armor. That's that's that, that character. A Mandalorian with flame. So he's got his flamethrower with a flame coming out of his wrist. A Trandoshian Fug. And finally, a Mandalorian with Beskar armor, which is a Amazon exclusive. So that's all 15 or 14, quite, sorry. Quite the range, isn't it? It's, um... Yeah. It's amazing how quickly they knock them out. Compared yeah. to how long it takes Hasbro to turn stuff around, they just, yeah, they, they must just have those, these all just, you know, set up and, you know, it's pretty standard format, isn't it? The, the bodies themselves and create a different head and stick it on and away it goes. But they, yeah, they can churn them out, that's for sure. Is anyone a, a Funko fan here? Can't say that I am. No. No. <laughs> I bet you've got some, though, Si. You know I've got some, mate, because my bloody mate keeps on buying me them for Christmas. They're all bloody from the Marvel Universe. I'm like, yay, two more Funko Pops for the loft. <laughs> I, I would be a fan if there, were, if there wasn't so many of them. Yeah. They, they seem to be everywhere. I think they're cool little things, but it just seems to me like they make a Funko for absolutely anything. It's quite incredible how many different licenses they've got, isn't it? Because they literally cover everything. They, I, I've, I saw in the local Forbidden Planet, they're bringing out uh, June, you know, the 1984 film, yeah. June. They're bringing out Funko Pops for that. Now, who <laughs> is around? There's a fan of that film that wants a Funko of Sting. It, it just beggars belief. There's a there's a barbers I go to in, um, in Ricelip, and they've got, um, it's quite a uh, trendy hipster barbers and they've got shelves up on the wall above the mirrors in the, uh, where, where you get your hair cut and they've got Funkos out of the box and they actually look quite good out of their boxes not Star Wars ones all different ranges but they, they do look quite cool some of them but yeah not for me as a collector you're going to a trendy barbers why don't you have your hair cut there I look ace in the street Mark so the Hot Toys IG-11 another nice nice piece now if if I was going to start collecting modern stuff and i was going to go heavy on it i would probably go down the hot toys uh six scale route uh because um it, it seems like every figure they release is ju- just looks mint and uh, this ig11 is no exception what i love about this character is or what i love how they've made this character they've taken what was essentially the most static prop in um in other terms um the most static looking character which was in the back of in the background in the empire strikes back where only the head moved and they've they've turned into the most agile 
Um, just the way it moves, the way it interacts, it's fantastic. Any scene with IG-11 in is fantastic in The Mandalorian. He, he is absolutely brilliant, and I think this one is going to go down a storm. Um, stands about uh, just just under 15 inches tall, so it's uh, it's more or less the same sort of size as the old uh, vintage one, and uh, comes with a couple of blasters and the leatherette-type um, bandoliers. It, it, I mean, it looks fantastic. They, they've not pulled any punches with this. It looks brilliant. If I was going to buy one to represent the film, I, I could even be tempted but to choose that over the Mando. That's that's how beautiful I think it is. I think it's an amazing piece. It states I on this I... site around $250, so yeah. not, not too bad. The, good, the great things with Hot Toys, if anyone's looking to buy a Hot Toys, on the day that Carrie Fisher died, I actually bought my one and only Hot Toys. I ordered a, a layer in the white gown. And I, I clicked on their payment plan, and they don't really charge you anything extra, but you um, pay over three months. You know, so you don't really feel when then on the third month they send it out. So it kind of arrived around my birthday. So it's kind of a it's a good it's a good way of um, buying something if you don't want to outlay that kind of money. Because when I look at hot toys, I think to myself, oh, I can get myself a nice vintage mint on card for that. And I think that's what's always swaying. But when you're on a payment plan and you're spending 50, 60 quid, you can lose it. It's um, yeah, good way of buying. But I always yeah. think they look really classy as well when you put them on display. Yeah. There's something about, you know, when you see these uh, pictures of people's collections on Facebook and they've got like uh, 20 or 30 Hot Toys uh, characters on display in really nice class. They just look so classy. They really do. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, it's, um, oh, look, you're making me want to feel like I need to go and buy one. It's <laughs> <laughs> not good. You, you've got a few Hot Toys, haven't you, Craig? I have. I've got, I've got that Leah. Which was just, I, I just fell in love with it. I saw it at one of the celebrations and I just, I just kept walking around going back to it, taking another photograph of it. Yeah, so I, I bought that. Uh, and she's, she, her, her base is, is part of the flooring um, that ubiquitous of stuff. Of course, the yeah. It so, with your thing, so, yeah. So she's, she stands next to that in a little custom. I made a little backdrop for it and extended the floor out because I'm nerdy like that. Um, so I have her. She's kind of a one off. And then I bought, I bought the the Luke and Ray from the final scene of the uh, of, of Force Awakens after I'd been running around dressed up as him. <laughs> well, we'll get onto that at some point, or no doubt over the uh, over the months here. But um, and just before we we close out, we've touched on it earlier. The vintage collection. What do you think? As saw you put it up earlier, it's actually been today that the figure, the images were released. What do you think about the um, the vintage collection three that were announced? It's a lovely range of figures as a whole, the vintage collection. I obviously love the idea of it. I saw the Imperial Gunner, which isn't in Wave 25, so I do apologise. I'm digressing. And that's an awesome figure too. Uh, out of the new ones, the three Mandalorian ones are, are must-haves, aren't they? That that scruffed-up um, Stormtrooper. And Cara Dune, of course, has to be done. Uh, I mean, has to be bought. And what was the third one? I can't remember now. Mando. Was it Mando? Just Mando. So that is the first three things. Oh, okay. Fair play. Uh, yeah, great figures. Look forward to the whole range of those. I think I might have to dip into those. However, and I'm going to steal Craig and Mark's under here, they've messed the packaging up. Big style on it. I think the logo looks terrible. Awful. Dreadful. Lost in the middle. It's it's yeah. a little lozenge of nothingness. <laughs> they've done it for all of the movies. Rogue One, um, Last Jedi, Force Awakens. They're all done in that same font, like almost like the Return of the Jedi font on the on the vintage cards they've just followed that and it's yeah they haven't really used any imagination 
Yeah, and it looked dreadful for Rogue One as well, but for Mandalorian, it looks even worse because it's longer Long, and, thinner, yeah. and it's just, yeah, stupid. If you could all just um, just come up with one toy you'd love to see from the Mandalorian that you'd be tempted to buy. I, I've got one. Go on, Mark. Um, and if they don't do this, they should be shot. Anybody that's in charge of uh, Disney's uh, Mandalorian licensing line should be shot if they don't come up with this. And you heard it here first. Um, helium balloon in the shape of the Yoda pram thing with the little Yoda at the, at the top. And I can see kids up and down uh, Disneyland uh, parks walking around with these helium balloons <laughs> with the little Yoda character uh, floating around. If they don't do that, they want shooting. That's a brilliant, brilliant shout. I love that. Stu, love just, just remember to hold someone's hand if you get one. Yeah, we don't want to lose you. <laughs> I think I'm weighty enough to keep that down, mate. <laughs> that's that's where that's that's where I, I um I've been thinking about uh, Stu. Well, who reminds me of? He reminds me of that little fella out of Up. <laughs> what the scout? <laughs> that's it. Yeah, got it, mate. Spot on. <laughs> uh, brilliant. <laughs> Thanks for that. Um, Sorry, what toy do you want to say? Cara Dune love doll. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant, uh, Craig. So the show has has, has kind of um, revealed that you don't need a full carbon freezing chamber to carbon freeze people. So what I'd like to see is like a some sort of little frame that comes with a little bit of plastic uh, and some sort of like mini vac forming uh, technology. And you could do it with a little hand pump, perhaps. And what you can do is maybe if it's the six inch, you can put any of your six inch characters into this little frame. You pump the little thing, the, the plastic will, will will mold around your figure and you take your figure out and you can you can carbon freeze any of your other toys to, to kind of have. Brilliant, a brilliant idea. <laughs> you boys need to go and join the old um, toy idea panel. I'm sure they've got one. Brilliant. Um, Dan, you're going to come up with something really boring uh, right now, aren't you? Yeah, for, for Simon. Simon, you're going to love this. You ready? Go on, I'm all ears. So I think they should, you know the sand crawler they did a few years ago, the Lego one. Yeah. I think they should repackage it and call it Off World Sand Crawler and sell it again. <laughs> Perfect. You, you, Perfect. You'd love that. You'd love yeah. it, wouldn't you? Yeah, you could have a load of just blank grey panels from his <laughs> vessel as well in there. Um, brilliant idea. I say if I was going to buy a um, Hot Toys, I would love to see a quill on on his blurg. I love this character. What I love about that character is they, um, they 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 clearly knew what they were talking about because Ugnaught's very sort of mechanical and uh, good engineers and uh, good at repairing things as as they would sort of meant to look like on Bespin. And they took that character that you know a complete throwaway character and you reused him and gave him a, a real personality and just fantastic. That show succeeds on so many levels it's unbelievable is it your favorite thing that disney have done mark uh so far yeah that wrote that and rogue one uh without uh shadow of a doubt they, they've i love rogue one uh i love solo this skywalker trilogy was okay but yeah mando head and shoulders above anything i think and i i noticed that the writers were obviously hanging around with you at some point side because um they used your oh, eating habits for the jowers uh you know what i was going to say the jower egg <laughs> That, if you want to do a blind to- uh, blind bag toy thing, get one of those furry eggs with detachable top, fill it with yellow slime, and you can have a little figure in there. 
That would be a great blind bag toy, wouldn't it? Yeah, do you know what? Some great ideas coming out here. I might, I might forward this to the uh, <laughs> the powers of be. This is the modern will say is if there's any any modern topics people want us to to discuss on here over the coming shows drop us an email at generation skywalker at gmail.com or of course find us on facebook instagram or twitter just by searching at generation skywalker and make sure you check out our youtube because some of our shows will be visualized where they can be that's just generation skywalker as well so nice and easy to find all our uh, outputs boys Lovely first show, just to break us in, get us rolling with the um, podcasting and whatnot for this month. It is goodbye from Cy. Bye-bye. Goodbye from Mark. Bye-bye. Goodbye from Craig. Cheers. And it's goodbye from Dan. See you later. And we'll see you next month.